G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. Well, as we do on a Monday, it's good to get an update on what's happening so far as the political agenda this week. And our special guest today, talking through some of those issues that are on the agenda, Dan Flynn is the Victorian State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby. Hello, Dan. Welcome back to 2020. Good morning. Good to talk to you, Neil. Dan, uh, public holiday down your way, so thanks for making some time to talk to us today. Absolute pleasure, Neil. Uh, Let's start with some of the issues you've been monitoring along now for quite a number of weeks, dealing with the issue of euthanasia. And uh, while there's been a number of states that have had a vote of recent times and and, euthanasia has been voted down, places like South Australia and in Tasmania, there's a bit of a battle looming on the horizon in Victoria. What's happening in Victoria? Well, there's some um, sensational headlines in the papers down here, Neil. You know, pro-lifers tell Andrew's gloves are off. Um, a lot of talk about, uh, you know, uh, fighting words um, in the papers. Um, I think the reality is, Neil, that, you know, at a, at a deeper level, um, you know, doctors who are very sensible people about these issues are divided, they're hesitant. And uh, I think that's causing the public some concern. Um, we're seeing uh, reports of forums last week at the Monash Medical Centre where doctors were very um, reticent. And uh, uh, people trust people with um, stethoscopes around their neck. And when they can't land on a position, uh, that causes great concern. So um, this is going to be a big battle. Um, and... I, I think at the end of the day, it's a vote loser for the Victorian government. Okay, a coordinated campaign from the opponents. Uh, it looks as though there's lots of people who are planning to reject and uh, and to battle against these sorts of reforms. Well, there are, and they're going to do it in different ways. Everybody uh, has a different culture, um, and uh, you know, uh, right to life have been very prominent about their uh, leafleting. Uh, in marginal seats. Um, the Australian Christian Lobby, uh, our position is taken because we were given a particular promise uh, from the government that they were considering uh, euthanasia legislation. That was given to us four days before the uh, state election. So um, our supporters are communicating with their um, state government MPs, um, asking them not to legislate this. I think the most important revelation that's come out in the last few days Neil, is that this is um, a vote loser because those who are really passionate about being pro-euthanasia, in a recent poll, only 15% of those said it would affect their vote. But of those who are opposed to euthanasia, 33% said it would change their vote. So what that means is that there are no votes in the gate for the government, but a lot of votes out should they proceed with this. And I think that's got to be a worry for them. It seems to be, Dan, whenever new bills come before state parliaments, uh, there's always new extra special safeguards that are being promised. 
Uh, but of course, at the end of the day, and as we've seen of recent times, where South Australia and Tasmania voted down their bills for euthanasia, it's just too difficult for anyone to actually meet all of the uh, special uh, uh, provisions there that might be required to make it safe. It just isn't a safe thing, is it? Look, it's not. And um, if you know the so-called guidelines are not complied with by a doctor or by a family, uh, what then? Um, that question was asked uh, of some of those who were putting the bill together and they simply had no answer for that. So the guidelines are, are not enforceable. They won't be enforced. Uh, it's just a way of packaging this so that people feel like uh, it's you know, a very minimal change uh, to existing arrangements. Um, but I think as some lives uh, you know, declared to be less valuable, uh, I think that makes us all a little more afraid about where we might end up when we're 80-plus and uh, quite vulnerable. An important point you make there, because legislation like that actually puts people into a category. Your life is less valuable than other people's lives. And as I understand it, Dan, uh, once people start to gain an understanding of what it's really all about, uh, the support for this uh, drops away quite significantly. Uh, this is typical, isn't it, with a lot of these moral issues that we're confronted with as a nation. As, as soon as people start to learn a little bit more, uh, the support does drop away. But but there's a uh, but there's a lot of uh, value for people who want to change or reform the laws because uh, and an, a survey out there gets a, an, an impression from people that oh yes, let's go and change the law. But uh, but once people start to learn about it, it becomes a different picture. That's a very, very good observation, Neil. And, uh, uh, you know, that, that's, that's a sort of uh, astuteness that uh, uh, should result in you getting uh, an Australia, a Queen's Birthday Award for. <laughs> I, I don't think anybody's nominating me. <laughs> no, well, there you go. Let's talk about the, uh, the Queen's Birthday Awards because uh, one of those that's controversial, and look, there's a list of 900 people who've received... Uh, Orders of Australia or or at least uh, different uh, types of awards uh, under the Queen's Birthday Awards. One of those that's outstanding and controversial, though, of course, is that uh, Alan Joyce, uh, the CEO of Qantas, he's uh, been awarded the Order of Australia, and uh, some people might have concerns about that. Uh, Have you had some concerns about Alan Joyce's award? Oh, not in particular. It's just a question of whether there's real equality in in that uh, type of award. So I don't begrudge him his reward. His, uh, the citation for his reward is services to aviation. Uh, the next thing that's listed is, uh, you know, gender equality. Uh, you know, and clearly um, uh, this brings in his advocacy for same-sex marriage. So, um, you know, he's obviously a very hard-working Australian, done a lot in the aviation industry over the years, and I, I don't begrudge him his reward. But I suppose it does... Um, make us ask the question, you know, whether a, an advocate for traditional marriage uh, would be in, would be a recipient of such award. Um, uh, you know, for example, Lyle Shelton, um, managing director of Australian Christian Lobby, uh, for ten years, uh, uh, a fierce defender of traditional marriage in every possible forum, uh, dealing with every possible hardship um, as a result of that. You know, would Lyle Shelton, would we likely see him in this list of awards? Uh, or is it um, only those on the side of this new left political correctness that could expect such award? 
It's interesting, and and I don't know whether there's too many people disputing uh, the idea of Alan Joyce uh, getting an award because of his services to aviation, but I suspect uh, all the headlines will not reflect so much his services to aviation as they will reflect uh, his using that position at the helm of a large public company to further the political ends of the whole same-sex marriage debate. Uh, That would be the contentious thing, I imagine, there, Dan. Well, I understand that. I understand that. And, uh, you know, he has obviously been in the news. He's um, been subject to the lemon meringue pie incident. Uh, and, um, you know, this this you know, brings him uh, to the front of people's minds. But, look, the reality is uh, what I say is uh, let's, let's be fair. Let's see some uh, pro-life advocates. Margaret Ty, the president of Right to Life in Victoria, is she likely to get an order of Australia any time soon for her lifetime of work for the unborn? Um, you know, big question mark, probably no. And that's what concerns me. Um, you know, I'd like to see uh, Alan Joyce get his award uh, alongside uh, Lyle Shelton or Dr David Van Gend, um, the Queensland GP who's a, a great advocate for traditional marriage. Um Uh, his hard work uh, is surely deserving of such recognition. Well, uh, there's an encouragement there for listeners. If you know the process of how all of those sorts of awards work, some of those (coughs) names you heard mentioned uh, might be nominated next time. But interestingly, though, it harkens back to, as I recall, a controversy earlier this year when the Australian of the Year was going to be announced and uh, the reflection that many Australians of the Year Uh, in previous years, and I can't think of all of the names just off the top of my head. I'm just reflecting back to that. But the criticism coming that all sorts of people on fringe levels and uh, representing all sorts of minorities and and reformers in the sense of uh, wanting to change traditional laws seem to get a very high priority, Dan. And uh, and so this is like a continuation. I'd have to look down through the whole list to see if there's others on there that might be contentious. But is this something you think's become a bit of a pattern? Oh, absolutely, and it's um, it's eating away at our culture, Neil. <clears throat> Neil, I arrived at a Ben and Jerry's ice cream shop a couple of nights ago and asked for a double serve vanilla ice cream. I was refused on the basis that uh, the ice cream uh, shop saying that those uh, uh, double flavours are banned until gay marriage is legalised because they're they're participating in a human rights type campaign, um, and uh, you know, this this is an absolute affront uh, coming from a um, an ice cream uh, shop, and uh, um, you know we we let our complaints be known, and we eventually got what we were after. But um, uh, our culture is being eaten away at, and so it's no surprise when we see uh, the awarding of um, Australia Day awards, um, uh, Queen's Birthday awards being very one-sided uh, in terms of. Uh, the um, rights of uh, Christians and traditional marriage being sidelined. One more issue to raise with you before I let you go, Dan Flynn. Uh, The Immigration Minister, Peter Dutton, uh, he's going to have a whole lot more power than many of us might think ought to be uh, given to any one particular individual. He's going to have the power to overrule decisions that he disagrees with under new citizenship laws 
Uh, I mean, we know the dangers that are involved here with immigration and with the, the advent of the rise in terrorism, uh, but is it a dangerous precedent to put so much power in, in one hand? Look, the Immigration Minister has um, you know, taken an oath in Government House to um, uh, properly perform that role and protect our borders. He is ultimately accountable for who's in and who's out. Um, this um, discussion at the moment is about his capacity to overrule the decisions of the Administrative Appeals Tribunal. Um, uh, I think he should be able to overrule these decisions. Um, he has uh, expressed great frustration about some recent decisions uh, that overruled um, uh, his earlier directions. Um, and, uh, you know, he wanted some people uh, deported uh, who were saying uh, that they risked execution if they went back to Iran. Well, it turned out these people had been travelling back and forth, you know, for uh, weddings and so forth. And there was no such fear, but the the uh, administrative appeals tribunal saw it differently. His concern is that there's a uh, a political uh, correctness, a political resistance to the government uh, that, um, in his view, uh, is operating in that tribunal. Uh, and uh, in a sense, he's taking matters in his own hands. But as he is saying, this is a law for our times. Um, and uh, in a sense, I applaud him for being so direct and so clear about protecting Australia. And, of course, all of this goes hand-in-hand, hand, Dan, uh, with the, uh, the legislation that exists, that extends the, uh, the permanent residency from one year to four years before people can apply for citizenship, and there's a tightening of uh, English language competencies, uh, the yes. values test. Uh, this goes hand-in-hand hand with those. So it's not just one issue, but, uh, but there, there might be concerns, though, about uh, so much power being concentrated into one individual because, uh, as you know, uh, while one individual may well have the best interests of a nation at heart, uh, when the law is changed, the next in individual that uh, succeeds in that position may not have the, the same interests. So uh, these sorts of things, I guess, you've got to be very cautious about. Look, I, I, I do agree. You have to be very vigilant about uh, how these uh, powers operate, who's operating them. Uh, uh, we are in democracy. Uh, we'll have an election again in 2019, um, and uh, the, the people will decide who is in power and what type of immigration system they want, ultimately. Well, Dan Flynn, always great insights. Thanks so much for taking some time to talk to us today. Dan Flynn, the State Director of the Australian Christian Lobby in Victoria. And, of course, you can go and visit the ACL website, get some updates on Christian positions on a lot of the issues that our nation is facing, acl.org.au. Dan, thanks so much for taking time and uh, all the best. Enjoy the rest of your day off. No worries. Happy Queen's birthday to all your listeners. Thanks, Neil. Okay, thank you. Before you go, thanks for listening. There's lots more great audio on demand, or you can listen to us live at visionradio.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener-supported. Your donation, large or small, will help us continue connecting faith to life for hundreds of thousands of people across Australia and around the world. Learn more or donate today at visionradio.org.au.